That's what I want to be. I want God's blessings on me. I want His blessing, His touch on my life. If you're a smart person, that's what you want. You hear me say, I don't want God's cursing on me. I want His blessing on me. And sometimes, guys, there's things we need to do to get ourselves in the position to be blessed. And I'm not talking about send your favorite TV preacher a check, okay? That's not what I'm talking about, okay? I'm talking about things that you do with your life and in your heart that puts you in a position to be blessed and favored by God. And it's not just for men today. Of course, it's Father's Day. We'll be focusing that way. But just grab on to it, ladies. There's a lot here today. Let's go with it. A favored father. Let's go with it. My son, forget not my law, but let thine heart keep my commandments. Length of days and long life and peace shall they add to you. Don't let mercy and truth forsake you. Bind them about your neck. Write them upon the table of your heart. So shall you find favor and good understanding in the sight of God and man. Say this verse with me. Incredible verse in the Word. Here it is. Trust, help me, in the Lord with all thine heart. And lean not unto your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct your path. Amen. Looking today, how to be a favored father. Different message in the next hour. The word is favor, favor, favor. It's a word the church has grabbed on to today, and they've taken it, and they've run with it a little bit. And that's good. I love the word favor. Okay? But let's look at it and see what it means, favor. It means approval. It means an advocate. You just get your dictionary and look up the word favor. It means approval. To have someone's favor means they approve of you. I want that when God sees me. I approve of you. But not from my own works because I believe in His Son, Jesus. I've been washed in the blood. I've been saved. I'm not trying to be full of pride and act like I'm good enough to get up there because I ain't. Amen? An advocate. That's what we have. The Bible says we have an advocate in Jesus Christ. He's at the right hand of God, the Father, ever living to intercede for us. Is that ever favor or what? If you go to court, wouldn't it be nice when the judge looks at you, he would know you? Say, well, I remember him. He helped me with my flat tire one day when I was on the side of the road. Isn't that what you want out of a judge? Say, you want him up there being your advocate, right? Well, that's what we have in Jesus. The word favor means support. Support. When you favor somebody, you're going to help them. You support them. Why? Because I favor them. Favor is not a bad word. Well, you know, you show in favor towards them. Maybe somebody shows favor to somebody because they, they're nice and they're good people and they appreciate it. Say, one thing I hate, and I get sideways in the messages, I hate it when somebody expects stuff. Y'all listen to me or not? They're related, so they just expect stuff to come to them. Or they expect a free check or a free whatever. I personally, I don't like giving to people like that. Y'all hear me or not? I'm horrible, aren't I? No, I'm called normal, okay? Come on. The word favor also means this, preferential treatment. Favor. 
Well, you know what? I mean, I don't want God to give me no preferential treatment or nothing. Well, you can say that all day. I want your preferential treatment, God. Thank you, sir. Amen. I do. I want his preferential treatment for me. I want him to look on me with kindness. I want when he's Gary with two R's. That's what I say when you pray for me. It's Gary with two R's, okay? Lift my name to the Lord. Why? Because I want his favor on my life. Y'all hear me or not? I want his blessing. That's what the word means. So say that with me out loud. I want God's. Now y'all are sleeping. Can we start again, Raj? Here we go. Let's start at the top. Pull that second one. Here we go. Here we go, church. I want God's. Come on. I want God as my. Come on. I want God's. Here we go. I want God's. That's what we're talking about today. A favored father. How can I get this approval? Him to be my advocate? His support in my life? The blessing? His blessing on me? Well, I'm telling you, there's some things you need to do. And it certainly doesn't come back to look at me how great I am. That has nothing to do with it. But there's some steps that we can take from the Word of God. Let's go. Principles from God's Word principles that I've found in the Scripture. There's a lot of them. We're not going to do them all today. We'll do what we can get get to. Principles from God's Word that's going to bring blessing into my life, into the life of my wife, into the life of my children. Are y'all listening or not? These are principles that's going to bring blessing. What? Approval, advocacy, support, blessing. This is what's going to happen if I do these things. So let's look at it, Raj. Number one, say it with me out loud. Number one, cleave, don't. One more time. Cleave, don't leave. Let's look at the scripture, see what that means. Hang on. Don't hit the road, Jack. As a dad, as a dad, as a father, love mama. You hear me? Love mama. Teach your kids that. This man right here loves your mama. You understand that? Say. Communicate that. But show it in your actions. Show it that you stay, well, it got a little tough. It got a little hard. So what? That's called life. Well, it's not like so-and-so's marriage down the street. You don't have a clue what that marriage down the street is. You're living in la-la land. It's about you wanting the approval of God, the favor of God, the blessing of God, the goodness of God. I'm going to tell you right now, he's going to bless you if you love that woman. And ma'am, he's going to bless you if you love that man. You think I'm kooky? I could care less. It's right. It's right. This is right. This is how blessings flow. According to the Bible, therefore shall a man, I did it yesterday, a wedding yesterday, therefore shall a man leave his father and mother. I saw the father and mother sitting on the left-hand side yesterday. Matter of fact, this dad or this young man used to work for the Bush administration. This guy right there, you know, smart, gifted, but that dad and mom right there watched their son leave them. That's what they saw yesterday. Their son is leaving us. 
And he's going to cleave to that woman, Anna, right there. They're going to start him a brand new family. That's what the Bible says. God doesn't bless you sleeping around. You hear me, yes or no? Well, Lord, bless me as I go to the bar tonight and find me a chicken hook up later. Well, pray like that and see if you don't hit a transfer truck on the way home. Excuse me. You hear me or not? Say. This is what God blesses. God blesses marriage. You understand that, yes or no? I don't care what TV says, what politicians tell you. I certainly don't take my cues from them. Amen? This is what God blesses. Therefore shall a man leave his father and mother and shall do what? Here's the word. Say it again. We've turned cleave into leave. We've turned cleave into leave. It's never meant. You're supposed to get married. You're supposed to stay married. Now I understand that. I understand there's situations. Trust me. Do I ever understand? Okay. Bottom line is this is God's plan for our life. It's for us to stay married. Amen. And he says, look, I'm going to bless you in that new family, in that union. So you cleave unto the wife, and they too shall be one what? One flesh. Matthew 19, Jesus speaking, reiterates what was said in the Old Testament. You'll leave father and mother, you'll cleave to your wife, and the two shall be one flesh. Wherefore, they are no more two, but they're one flesh. And we say this in weddings, and we wonder where it comes from. It's not something some preacher made up, that last line. What therefore God had joined together, let no man put asunder. How many have ever heard that at a wedding? Where did it come from? Well, it came from the Bible. You think we made this stuff up? No. This is ordained of God. So that's number one. Cleave, don't what? Now, come on, church, help me. It's like y'all, y'all sleepy on me today. Come on. Either that or I'm really jacked up today. I don't know what it is. Here we go. Say it with me. One, two, three. Cleave. Don't. And God will bless that. I guarantee it. I guarantee it. Now, guys, we could talk all day long about situations. Okay? And I've had mine to where you're married and someone is unfaithful and it hurts really, 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 really bad. Okay? And that happens. That's the whole point of the point. (laughs) Is that the point of the point? Say, don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. You stay faithful to that woman. You stay faithful to that man. And I'm going to bless you guaranteed. Amen? Yes or no? You hear me or not? Look at another one. Okay. 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 I'm wanting some blessing. I want some favor. I want approval. I want advocacy. I want to be his favorite. I'm going to tell you right now, you run around on your wife, I'm going to tell you right now, you're not going to be his favorite. You hear me say, and if you're watching online or you're in the building today and you're doing that, I'm going to tell you straight up, you ain't my favorite either. You hear me say, I want his way to be my way. I want his way to be your way. Because his way is the right way. Amen. Are we okay today? All right. Keep looking. Number two, wait for blessing. Wait for blessing. Wait for blessing. This is why a lot of people ain't blessed. Number two, say that with me loud. 
provide, don't look for a free. Well, look at that. You mean God will bless me? Here's what the Bible said. This isn't Gary speak. I didn't make this stuff up. I grew up in a hellraiser's house. We didn't know squat. I saw all the wrong ways. God help me in my life. Listen, if any man provide not for his own, and especially for those of his own what? His own what? He has denied the faith. He's denied the faith that he says he has. And he's worse than an infidel. The word infidel is unbeliever. It's really worse than that. It is heathen. It is pagan. It is somebody who just worships the exact opposite of what should be worshipped. Okay? So, God's Word teaches that a man is to provide for his family. Y'all understand that? And that's not sexist. This is the Bible. And by the way, guys, listen. Women like this. Trust me, it's attractive to a woman to know she's married to a man who works. Did y'all hear me yes or no? It ain't just about your genes, okay? I'm talking about your genes, okay? It ain't just about your six-pack. It's about the milk in the refrigerator. You hear me, yes or no? Say, provide, provide for your family. And God says, I will bless you, I will bless you. If you work and work hard. I don't put work in front of me, but God gives you these. Six days shall a man work. He didn't say five, work six. He didn't say five or a short week of four or three. That's not God's plan. You want God's blessings, work. Don't work at the expense of your family. But today's world, we vacation with the family. We spend all this time with the family. But wait a minute, that sounds good. I'm doing the right thing. Actually, the right thing is to work and provide for your family. That's the right thing. Don't let them just see Daddy on the boat all the time. Let them see Daddy with dirt on his hands. Let him see Daddy working. Train up a child in the way he should go, a young man. They need to learn to work, guys. That's old-fashioned message, isn't it? Sometimes we think this country was built with a magic wand. Woo! Or a check from Washington. That's not how this country was built, guys. And God blessed us because we worked. Amen? So this is a good thing. This is what the Bible teaches. Provide, provide, provide. Keep pushing me. There's nothing better for a man than that he should eat and drink and that he should make his soul enjoy good in his labor, in his work. This also I saw that it was from the hand of God. It feels good to work a project at the end of that project, get some money for what you just did, or be able to sit back, have you a drink, have you a sandwich, and look at what you did. A lot of times I'll work, and I'll get Kim, and I'll say, Kim, come on. Come on. And I'll show her what I've done, what I worked on, and I'll tell her this. This is my reward. You getting to look at it and go, wow, thank you. That looks really nice. And you know what? When she does that or sees that or she likes something I've done like that, did you know what? That makes me fantastic. How many would agree with that? Just That's all I want. That's all I want. Yeah, just that little recognition, respect for work, that it works. Amen. 
Good stuff. Now, here's the point. You might say, Clark, you're just going on today. No, I'm giving you stuff that God will bless. He will bless you if you work. Sometimes I think, as men, sometimes we don't feel like we measure up. Listen, if you love that wife and you work, God is so proud of you. Yeah, but I'm not as smart as somebody. I don't know all the Bible like you do, Pastor. So what? You read the Bible. God's going to use you as he's using you. He's going to use me as he uses me. But I'm going to tell you right now, he blesses the snot out of you when you do what I'm telling you on this screen today. Amen. Yes or no? Don't look down on yourself. I, I don't have an education. I didn't go to college. So what? So what? Listen, if you want an education, go get it. But at the end of the day, whatever you do, do whatever you do for work. Don't just go get some degree so you can sit at the house. Amen. Say. Do a, go to school so you can get a job. Amen. Say. And get out here and work and make a difference in our world. Take care of your family. Is that what it's about? Say. Sure it is. Come on. Let's keep going. Let's just keep pushing. Whatever your hand finds to do, do it with all your might. There's no work, no device, no knowledge, no wisdom in the grave. Well, I'll do it tomorrow. Get off your tail. Do it today. Amen. Say, get up and let's do it today. All right? God will bless this. God will bless you if you accept your responsibility as a provider of the family. He'll bless you if you accept the responsibility. Oh, it's hard being a man taking care of all this family. You'll be fine. All right? Generations did it before you, and they made it. Okay? And they didn't go to the gym. They got some muscles and abs from getting out there working. Hello? Oh, this is ugly today, ain't it? Clark's is being ugly, ugly, ugly. Work and work hard, realizing, listen to this, realizing this is the will of God for my life. What's the will of God? What's the will of God? People turn around and act spooky all the time about the will of God. will of God is for you to get out of bed in the morning. How about that? And go work. And work hard and do a great job. Amen? If you work for somebody, you make them proud. Amen? And you're going to get some pay at the end of the week. And you're going to provide for your family. This is good, the Bible says. This is good. Amen? And when you go out to eat or you have a meal at the table, look, look what, what we did here. I worked this week and we have food on the table. Thank you, Lord. Amen. It's beautiful. He blesses this. God does not bless laziness, even though it looks like it in our society today. It looks like you can be lazy and do absolutely nothing and get ahead of most folk. <laughs> it's a crazy world we live in. But it hasn't fooled God. He, he's not fooled with all this smoke and mirror mess. Amen. Say, he still blesses work and productivity. Nowhere in the Bible ever will you find that God blessed laziness. Read it from cover to cover. There's just a lazy, once upon a time, there's a lazy man. And God just blesses lazy man and kept blessing this lazy man. That's a fairy tale. Provide. Don't freeload. This is a tough message, fellas. Don't ask mama. Stop asking mama. Stop asking mama and daddy for stuff. Some of y'all are going to send this to your kids later. I know it. God will bless this guaranteed. Amen? People say I don't understand the Bible. 
I passed. I don't understand the Bible. Have we understood so far? Point one and two. Yes or no? Has that been above our pay grade? Yes or no? We got it today. Here we go. Number three, the way you're going to be blessed as a father. Okay. Train up. Say that with me. Train up. Don't. Can we say it louder? Train up. Don't. God will bless me when I train up my children. Ephesians 4, fathers, all from the Bible, not from me today. Fathers, provoke not your children to wrath, to anger at you, to bitterness towards you. But bring them up how? In nurturing them, like you would a plant. Admonition from the Lord. As the Lord's been merciful to our sorry tale, let's be merciful to our children. Amen. As He don't scream at us, let's don't scream at them. Amen. Say, He lovingly cares for us. So train up. Don't tick, tick off. So bring them up. Bring them up. They are what? Kids are tender. Listen, I am 55 years old. And I know y'all say, well, that's not very old. It is old. It is old. You got you a car 55 years old. I bet you take it down to Dearborn Street, don't you? Say, with your old car show, don't you? No, it ain't old. Well, it looks old. Looks like you're getting your little ribbons for your old car. But it's really old. When you're raising a nine-year-old and a six-year-old. Now I'm a hundred. You understand what I'm saying? Fifty-five became a hundred and ten. But I still have to remember this. I want to scream at him. Hey! And I do sometimes. I'm being honest. I'm in church. I don't want to get struck by lightning. Bring them up. Nurture them, nurture them, nurture them. Man, when I was raising up my youngins, Mitch and Elise, things didn't hurt. Things didn't hurt. I go ride the bike with Mitch, or we take the trash, and I got pictures of Mitch and I carrying the trash can down to the driveway so he could learn how to take out the trash. And we're doing that, nothing hurt. Now I pull the trash can and my back hurts. You understand? I'm riding the bike with the kids, and like, oh man, you know what I'm saying? I can't pick them up. You know, you have to get up there yourself. Figure it out. Get a ladder. It's just different. You've got to nurture your kids. Lovingly care for them. I have to remember this. This isn't just a message for the, for the church, guys. This is my message for me today. Admonish them. Admonish them. My son, keep your father's commandments. Forsake not the law of your mother. Admonish them to do the right thing. Don't let it slip. God will bless you if you hold your kids accountable. Keep what we said. Oh, it's okay. Or mom will say something. And then they'll come to me. But generally, here's what happens. I'll say something. And then they'll go to their mama. i got to watch my language. If you want to tick me off, do that. You understand? Right? Yes or no? 
You do that. You do that. You do that. Keep doing it. You do that again. How about do that again? Let's see how that worked for you. Amen. Come on. Admonish them. Teach them right. I've been having to go over lying again and don't lie. I thought I was done with that. It's funny. Doesn't matter. Kids are born full of trouble. Sure, sparks fly up, Job says. You've got to teach them not to lie. Because lying seems like it's good. I'm going to get by with it. No, you're not. Teach them the stuff. Train them up. Bind them continually upon your heart. Tie them about your neck. This is good. When you go to Legion, when you go down to sleep, it'll keep you. When you wake up, it'll, it'll walk with you and talk with you during the day. Teach your kids the commandments. That's why we do the Ten Commandments. We've got them out back. You can learn. You can teach your kids. God will bless your kids knowing this stuff. The commandments are lamp. The law is light. Reproofs of instruction are the way of life. Keeps you out of a ditch. Yes or no? Not a week goes by, day goes by harder that I don't hear somebody calling me, talking to me about a kid or a grandkid that's in trouble with drugs or the law. Our country's in a mess. Our families are in a mess because God's not blessing. God's not going to bless like that. You hear me, yes or no? Exhort them, encouraging and comforting encourage your kids, comfort your kids. And I have certainly, I've got my young ones here in church, so there's no way I can get by with, with saying I've been a perfect dad. I certainly have not. This is what I long to do, though, because I want blessing. Encourage them and comfort them. It'll go a lot, a lot further than doing this. This is my house, and you'll do as I say, as long as you're living under my roof. I'm not saying don't be firm. I'm not saying if necessary, say that, okay? But I would rather not. I'd rather encourage and comfort and lead and by example and, and admonish them and instruct them. Yes or no? Amen. Say. Tough is necessary at times. And it's, t- it's, it's necessary a lot of times. But tender, nurturing, admonishing is appropriate and it's always in what? It's always in style. God will bless this. You feel like you've been like to a psychologist this morning? We went to a family psychology church today. No, you didn't because they won't tell you this. You hear me? You go there, they'll tell you something kooky. God is not going to bless you if you're always doing this, popping a cork and blowing a fuse. He's not going to bless you if you're popping a cork and blowing a fuse. Amen, yes or no. Guys, yes or no. He won't bless us in our marriage. He won't bless, you know, Mama, He won't bless you doing this. Got it? Yes or no? He doesn't do that with you, so why do you do that with your young'uns? This was the blessing of God. So train up. Don't do what? Don't tick off the kids. Now look, if the kids get ticked off because you're doing right, that's their problem. Got it? Yes or no? If I've trained them up and they still ticked off, well, tick-tock, tick-tock, there you go. God will bless you, guaranteed, if you do this. Now, many of you are laughing because you've heard me do these talks before. I can't rewrite the Bible, guys. This, if I've said these things before, it's because they're still there last time I checked. This is the way you get blessing. Let's look at another one. Lead by following God, and they'll follow you. Say that with me. Lead by following God, and they'll follow 
I write not these things to shame you, Paul writing, but as my beloved sons, I warn you. For though you have 10,000 instructors in Christ, yet you have not many fathers. For in Christ Jesus, Paul writing to the ones he's led to Christ, I have begotten you through the gospel of Jesus Christ. Wherefore, I beseech you. Say that last part. Be ye followers of me. Lead by following God. You hear me today? As I follow him, he will bless me. And that blessing is going to get on my young'uns. You see that? See the little ducks? Water off a duck's back. Good. Blessing off daddy's back. Gets on the young'uns. Amen. Say, that's what I want. Here's some crazy father stats. And I just want to stop and say one thing, and I'm going to quit, Rog. We're done with these father stats, and we'll quit. They're remarkable stats. And you may have heard me give some of these stats before, but they're huge. They're crazy. But I just want to say, I think I'm one of the few dads in the country that's a pastor that has his grown children on stage. I don't say that to boast. I say that humbly. That's crazy. Mitchell is almost 30. He's a good-looking 30, though, Mitch says. Elise is 27. To have two grown kids, if this was my last day on earth, to look up there and to have my kids serving the Lord with me. Lord, you've been good to me. And you've been good aplenty. Amen. <laughs> Praise the Lord. And when I talk about them, listen. Because they serve with me don't mean they're perfect. Because I come every Sunday doesn't mean I'm perfect. I struggle. That's the number one reason I come to church is because Gary Clark struggles. I struggle. I need you. I need you. I need your love. I need that. I need you looking at me and encouraging me. I need that. You know what I'm saying? And my kids need that. Amen? But anyway, I just wanted to say what a blessing it is for me, being one of the few I know in the country that had their kids still serving the Lord with them. It's a beautiful thing. And I thank the Lord for it. And if I had my druthers, it would stay just like that. But I, I don't know what the Lord has in the future. Amen? So I'm going to enjoy the now. Amen? Come on. Some father stats and we'll quit. God blesses fathers. He certainly blesses mothers. There's no doubt about it. But this is Father's Day, okay? But he blesses fathers. He especially blesses marriage and the family. But let's look and see some father stats. And I'll quit. In spiritual matters, kids take their cues from their father. Whether you like it or not, it's the truth. They take their cues from their dad. And this isn't some religious polling. 
This is literal polling that's been done out there that asks these tough questions. Consider these findings. Here we go. When mama is a regular church goer, but dad hardly ever shows up, only 3% of those children end up becoming regular church attenders. I'm not saying they're Christians, but at least I'm saying they're going somewhere to a church. Got it? 3% when mama goes regularly. Keep looking. When mom is regular, but dad never goes, period. It drops one little percent. It goes 2% of those become regular churchgoers. I mean, here's dad ain't going all, and mama's really going all out. Kids don't continue on going to church in their life. Keep looking. When mom and dad both attend, they both attend regularly. Both mom and dad are going. 33%, one-third of those kids grow up and go to church. One-third when mom and dad go together. I mean, you know that's a crazy stat. That's nuts. Going from 2%, 3% all the way to 33%, that's insane. What changed? Dad went. Yes or no? Was mama going before? Mm-hmm. Who won't going? Dad. Who's going now? Dad. It went from 2 to 3 up to 33. I'm not done. Let's flip this chart around, not to mama first. What if dad's a faithful churchgoer, not mama? Let's look at it. When mom and dad both attend, 33% of the kids go to church regularly. We saw that already, 33%. But wait a minute. Keep looking. When dad is regular, but mama only goes once in a blue moon. That figure went when mama went from 2 to 3% to when dad goes, but mama don't, to 38%. Is that an insane figure, yes or no? Dad, I don't matter. Don't believe the devil's lie on TV that puts dads down. That said, you know, men are dumb, men are crazy, fathers are useless, we don't need them. It's all a devil's lie to destroy the family. Okay? Look at the proof. Now, here's the bombshell of this whole thing. Here it is. When dad is faithful, but mama never darkens the door. Mama don't go at all, period. It's the highest number they found. 44%, almost half end up being regular church attenders. But dad doesn't matter. Do you matter dad, say? Boy, in God's, in God's scheme of things, here's the bottom line. The bottom line, in spiritual matters, kids take their cues from who? Say it with me. The bottom line, help me now, in spiritual matters, loud, kids take their cues from that's not to put a woman down. I can't explain it. I'm just giving you God's economy of things. This is how God blesses. And I know it's hard if you're a single mom. I get that. I mean, I know that's hard. That's hard. And you have to play the role of mom and dad. I'm going to tell you this right now. If you are a single mom, and you're going to have to be tough. You're going to have to be tough. And you're going to have to fool them young ones. You're going to have to make them think you are dad at times. You hear me say? You fool them. You fool them. You get tough is what you do. Amen, mama? And let's see if we can't get them numbers up. Amen? 
Come on. I hate that you have to have that role of both, but it happens. But boy, Dad, are you ever important. If Papa doesn't go to church, the chances are very slim his children are going to become regular worshipers of the Lord. Amen? So, Dad, you're really, really important. The kids see religion as a, if kids see the religion as a mom thing, it's a mom thing. They're more likely to become disenchanted. But if Dad leads by example, look at this figure. Children, sit with me. Say this figure. They're what? Twenty-two what? Times more likely to become lifelong churchgoers. Now, I'm going to finish, Raj. I've got to quit. Why is that? Because of what we put on the screen this morning. Cleave, don't leave. Provide. Don't look for a free ride. Train up. Don't tick them off. This is all from the Word. And you follow God, Dad. And they'll follow you. The math is in. The gig is up. The truth is out. Dad matters. Amen? Happy Father's Day. Let's praise the Lord. Amen. Come on. Come on. Praise the Lord. It's a good word today. That's right in my wheelhouse. I love talking about this kind of thing.